1: Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen is our Florida State Senate President. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seat Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. And my wife, Linda, will be joining us in the last segment as well. It is December the 19th and on this day in 1998, After nearly 14 hours of debate, the House of Representatives approved two articles of impeachment against Bill Clinton, charging him with lying under oath to the federal grand jury and obstructing justice. Clinton was the second president in American history to be impeached, uh and uh, to be impeached and vowed to, be, to finish his term. In November 1995, he began an affair with Monica Lewinsky, a 21-year-old unpaid intern. Over the course of a year and a half, the President Lewinsky had a, nearly a dozen sexual encounters in the White House. In April 1996, Lewinsky was transferred to the Pentagon. That summer, she confided in Pentagon co-worker Linda Tripp, about her sexual relationship with the president. In 1997, with the relationship over, Tripp began secretly to record conversations with Lewinsky, in which Lewinsky gave Tripp details about the affair. In December, lawyers from Paula Jones, who was suing the president on sexual harassment charges, subpoenaed Lewinsky. In January 1998, allegedly under the recommendation of the president, Lewinsky filed an affidavit in which he denied ever having a sexual relationship with him, Five days later, Tripp con- contacted the office of uh, Kenneth Starr, the Whitewater Independent Counsel, to talk about Lewinsky and the tapes she had made of her conversations. Uh, Tripp, wired by FBI agents working with Starr, met with Lewinsky again, and on J- January the 16th, Lewinsky was taken by FBI agents and U.S. attorneys to a hotel room where she was questioned and offered immunity if she cooperated with the prosecution. A few days later, the story broke, and Clinton publicly denied the allegations, saying, "I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky." In late July, lawyers Lewinsky and Starr worked out a full immunity agreement covering both Lewinsky and her parents, all of whom Starr had threatened with prosecution. On August the sixth, Lewinsky appeared before the grand jury to begin her testimony, and on August the seventeenth, President Clinton testified, contrary to his testimony. In the Paula Jones sexual harassment case, uh, President Clinton ad- acknowledged to prosecutors from the Office of the Independent Counsel the, that he had an extra, uh, extramarital affair with Ms. Lewinsky. That was the famous uh, deposition or uh, <clears throat> time in front of the jury where he said, well, it depends on the definition of is, what is is." Uh, Bill, Bill was a pretty slippery guy, but a uh, great communicator. Stocks kept up their holiday spirit again, rising to keep the uh, December rally going. U.S. stocks uh, closed slightly up yesterday. The Nasdaq closed uh, higher for the eighth straight day. And uh, futures are up a little bit today as well. So things are looking up for to continue the Christmas rally. An intense, intense storm battered the northeast coast of the U.S., Uh, Yesterday, with high winds, heavy rain, and flooding, leaving 59 million people from Virginia to Maine under flood watches and knocking out power for more than 700,000 people, at least four people were killed in the storm. More than 500 flights were canceled across the region, particularly to and from airports in New York City and Boston, with Boston Logan International Airport seeing winds as high as 68 miles an hour. The storm also dumped between two and five inches of rain across the northeast. Yesterday's uh, heavy rains... uh, are part of the same storm system that pummeled us down here in Florida and in the Carolinas over the weekend, bringing record-setting rainfall in some areas. Charleston saw its fourth-highest tide on record at 9.86 feet and set a daily record Sunday with 3.86 inches of rain. Separately, a remnant of a tropical cyclone brought 30 to 40 inches of rain to Australia's northeast coast, leading to crocodile sightings and submerging at the airport. Well, Texas, Republican Governor Greg Abbott on Monday signed a measure to make illegal entry into the Lone Star State a, a state crime, giving state law enforcement a potentially pivotal tool to combat illegal immigration on its own amid perceived federal apathy. The law, which stated to uh, slated to take effect in March would empower Texas law enforcement to arrest illegal entrants and grant judges the ability to order their deportation. Under Abbott's leadership, Texas has conducted a unilateral effort to enforce its border-dubbed Operation Lone Star that has prompted legal battles with federal government, including a dispute over the deployment of buoy barrier in the Rio Grande River. The governor has further pursued a policy of bussing illegals to sanctuary cities and blue states in the bid to highlight the Biden administration's lax approach to border enforcement. The scheme uh, cleared more than 5000 I should say 50,000 illegals sent to sanctuary cities in October, more than 18,000 heading to New York City alone. Earlier this year, Abbott called on other state governors to deploy their National Guard forces to the border to aid Texas efforts. Of course, California and uh, Arizona have problems as well. Uh, it's, uh, and, of course, they're, they're negotiating now some sort of a stronger law against illegal immigration, uh, Title 42, for example. However, to my mind, if the, if the president doesn't have the will to enforce the law, I think it's all going to be a wasted effort. Anyhow, Greg Abbott, I congratulate you. I wish it was done a couple years ago, but irrespective, uh, better late than never. Turning Point USA's third annual convention, America Fest, uh, opened Friday night at Phoenix Convention Center featuring headline speeches by founder Charlie Kirk, actress uh, Roseanne Barr, and political commentator Glenn Beck in their largest conference yet, as well as the largest conservative grassroots multi-day conference ever in U.S. history, with 13,000 in attendance. Boy, the enthusiasm was palpable. Kirk told attendees that the country is in the midst of a top-down revolution led by elites, a cultural revolution that is similar to Mousy Tong's cultural revolution. Those at the conference are the bottom-up resistance, the grassroots response, he said. Kirk said one of the goals of Turning Point Action is to remake the Republican Party as a grassroots party from the bottom-up and kick out the Romneys, the Paul Ryans from the Republican Party once and for all. A second goal is holding our leaders accountable once they get into Washington, D.C. Some great speakers there, including Vivek Ramaswamy, Representative Matt Gates, Kerry Lake, Steve Bannon, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, Tucker Carlson last night. I listened to his speech at the event, and it was just fantastic. If you have a chance to see Tucker Carlson's speech at America Fest, I encourage you to do so. Candace Owens they also gave a great speech as well. Well, U.S. Steel and Pittsburgh Steel producer that, that played a key role in the nation's industrialization is beginning acqu- being acquired by Nippon Steel in an all-cash deal valued at approximately 14.1 billion dollars. A transaction is worth about 14.9 billion, which including the assumption of debt. Uh, founded in 1901 by Andrew Carnegie, Albert Gray, Charles Schwab, and J.P. Morgan, through the merger of several steel companies, U.S. Steel was once the world's largest company and the first to be valued at over a billion dollars. It fueled America's construction boom, including iconic buildings like Chicago's Willis Tower and the U.N. Building in New York City, but later faced industrial decline. <clears throat> Soaring prices have helped fuel the consolidation of the steel industry this decade. Steel prices more than quadrupled near the start of the pandemic and nearly $2,000 per metric ton by the summer of 2021 as supply chains experience gridlock, a symptom of surging demand for goods and the lack of anticipation of that demand. <clears throat> Nippon, which is, uh, will pay $55 a share for U.S. Steel, said Monday the deal will bolster its manufacturing and technology capabilities. It will also expand uh, Nippon's Uh, production in the U.S. and add to its positions in Japan, India, and uh, the Asian region. Uh, There's some lawmakers that are not happy with this. Among them, John Fetterman from Pennsylvania and J.D. Vance from Ohio. Both are saying that this should not happen, that we're weakening America. It's part of a, it's a national security threat. I think they're absolutely right about that. Under Biden, we're seeing more and more countries go to other shores and uh, companies, and I uh, wish this weren't happening. I wish we could stop it. Biden has the power to stop it. My, uh, I suspect he won't. President Biden expressed frustration with his low approval ratings and his trailing status behind former President Donald Trump in the polls during a meeting with his closest aides at the White House. Uh, Biden demanded to know what his team and his campaign were doing to address the low poll numbers. Biden complained that his economic message had failed to show progress despite the growing economy and failing and falling unemployment rates. Uh, Since November meetings, uh, several troubling polls have illustrated that the president continues to trail behind Trump nationally and more notably in crucial battleground states. According to the polls, Democrats are concerned about the president's effect on the electoral prospects. Biden and his wife Jill Biden have reportedly shared their frustration with close aides and friends about the low provo- approval ratings. Recently, Biden, uh, his team, and, and uh, allies have discussed the need for a shift in strategy to improve the president's popularity. The, it just makes me smile to say this. The guy is totally out of touch with America. Uh, <laughs> if you my. Uh, In my view, all he has to do is just adopt one phrase, make America great again, and do the things that Donald Trump did. I think he could turn his popularity around. Nevertheless, the accumulation of these troubling poll numbers reveals the decline in Biden's standings and the need for an effective campaign to curb his crumbling ratings. The frustration of Biden's team and allies stems from the possibility of their electoral prospects suffering due to Biden's low approval ratings. As the need for a new strategy arises, it's evident that recent efforts to improve Biden's ratings have yielded fruitful haven't yielded fruitful results. In one of the files attached to the context as Document Zero, it revealed that an attempt to scrape the web for relevant information proved futile. Uh, this outcome shows that there is a pressing need for renewed focus on efforts to improve Biden's standings before the upcoming elections, with Democratic candidates voicing their concerns about potentially detrimental effects to their electoral part, prospects. As Biden forges ahead, there is growing need to can reconsider his current tactics, putting in place measures that lead to improved ratings and a higher level of confidence among Democrats. Again, Joe... Make America great again. Get rid of all your foolish nonsense and the stuff that's hurting American people. At least uh, the Grinch only robbed from people around Christmas, while Bidenomics crushes American consumers year-round. I found this on Heritage uh, Foundation. One in three households are planning to skip Christmas gifts this year or take on debts to buy new gifts, while one in four still haven't paid off the debt used to buy Christmas gifts in 2022. The Washington agenda uh, of overtaxing, overspending, overregulating, and printing money to pay for all of it's robbing us of holiday cheer. Americans deserve better. American households today spend over $11,000 more just to maintain their same standard of living as they did when Joe Biden uh, took office. Uh, Traveling is more expensive. Airfare is up 42% and gasoline 55%. If you have an EV, you better hope the cold weather doesn't set in because it can reduce the capacity by 20 to 40%. And how about heating your home? Costs are up 28%. As long as the federal budget increases, the family budget only decreases. And uh, that is Bidenomics in a nutshell. What a shame. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Uh, also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our Florida State Senate President. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
1: I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is B's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. And now serving dinner, 4 to 8 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturdays, a terrific menu. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool, rockin' good time.
3: 4541.
0: Come on, hold. This is all you're... Today, Welcome back to the Bob Hartman
1: Show. And now here's your host, Bob Hartman. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Kathleen Pasademo. She is our Florida State Senate President. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. You all set for the holidays, for Christmas?
3: (laughs) Uh, No. I'm going to start probably tomorrow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. So I want to get an update from you. Uh, In fact, I think I saw you quoted on the uh, uh, dust-up in the Republican Party involving Christian Ziegler. That's why you wanted to comment.
3: Well, um, we were apprised... The uh, issue uh, several weeks ago, Um, he was accused of raping a friend actually, and uh, which is very disturbing. They're investigating that, but in the interim, and and at this point, we don't know what the outcome will be. But in the interim, in conversations, uh, Christian and his wife acknowledged having a three-way relationship with this woman previously, all of which uh, flies in the face of our uh, Republican conservative family values that they espouse. And so it has become a huge distraction for the Republican Party of Florida. Governor DeSantis suggested or requested Christian to resign his post as chairman of the RPOF. Uh, he has refused to do that, um, saying he'd be vindicated, which is may or may not be true. The allegations are serious, Um but it's it's more than that. It's the it's the actions of with the three way relationship and other things, all of which are causing a huge distraction, yeah. affecting the ability to raise money, et cetera. Um, and so the uh, executive committee has stripped him of any of his powers. That was that happened on Saturday, and then in the, I think uh, early January, an entire meeting of the. RPOF um, board uh, is going to be held to determine they're the only people that can actually take uh, take him off the position and 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 I don't know why he doesn't resign he should yeah Um, it's really it's embarrassing it's uncomfortable it's hypocritical Um, I I, I don't know It's, it's a tough it's a tough issue
1: So, can you imagine? He's uh, probably the head communicator for the position to raise money in the Republican Party. Getting an email or a call from him at this point it 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 absolutely reduces his influence. He should resign for the good of the party. Uh, Whether he's guilty or not, that's a side issue. The point is that it's a distraction to the the, what we're trying to accomplish at this point.
3: Yeah, and I I think uh, I think that's the key. Um, Honestly. Um, you know, we all uh, understand and appreciate that he is innocent until proven guilty insofar as the rape charge. And if that's all it were, we would probably take a stand down and let the courts do their thing. However, the admission of the relationship, the extramarital relationship, and the, the whole, you know, rhetoric and narrative mm-hmm. of we believe in conservative family values— uh, but it's not uh, for everyone else, but us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, I don't judge. I I don't I don't have any personal feelings about him and what he and his his um, his wife are doing on the side. But what I do have a concern about is what we are as a party are uh, espousing. And um, you know, you you just can't be hypocritical about it. You either are. You either follow your 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 values you follow your platform or
1: you or, or you don't participate All Right, i would agree with that so that said uh how are we looking for the 2024 election uh in uh, in florida
3: <clears throat> well i we are in good shape i believe uh, the policies that uh the legislature and governor DeSantis uh have been uh, advocating and putting in place in our legislation and our budget and, and the way our state's economy is just booming is making us very attractive for, uh, for Republicans. And, and I think uh, we're going to do very well in, in 2024, uh, whatever the outcome of the presidential is. I think Florida will stand firm in Republican hands. I think we're going to keep our Republican majority in the Senate and in the House uh, the House is a little more difficult because there's so many members and, you know, it's smaller areas. But mm-hmm. we feel very uh, confident that we've done a lot of really good things for our state, and, and we will uh, see that in the elections.
1: So Senator Scott is running as well. Uh, any comments on his campaign? Uh, the governor's? Yes. No, yeah. no, no. The uh, former governor, the Senator uh, Scott.
3: Oh, yeah, I think he's he's fine. I mean, he's... Uh, he's a statesman. He's uh, doing very well. He's very, uh, very active uh, statewide. Uh, and I'll tell you, on a local level, he's very, He and his team are very responsive uh, to to some of the issues that are coming up because a lot, a lot of the constituent um, interaction we have is about issues they have with the federal government. And, you know, which, of course, I have no power influence, you know, if it's something dealing with state, uh, you know, I, I weigh in, I can call the Department of Motor Vehicles, I can, I can, I can call uh, various state agencies on behalf of constituents, but I can't do anything with federal stuff. Right. But his office has been terrific uh, to work with. And, uh, you know, and that's just come down from the top, you know, he's very responsive. So I think people will acknowledge that and when they vote.
1: I agree. He's a very good man. I, I had the good pleasure, the pleasure of having him on my show for a year or so uh, before mm-hmm. he was elected as governor, and we developed a friendship over the, that period of time. I was actually introduced to him the very first time to in his first speech as a candidate for governor, oh. and I got invited uh, by Governor Scott uh, at the time to uh, Tallahassee in order to be the uh, uh, mc for the parade for the inaugural parade so it was I
3: remember that it was just a
1: thrilling time for me you were
3: very good <laughs> if i recall
1: i just really appreciate cold. that so he's he's got a and i must say i've reached out to him a couple of times to help friends with uh circumstances that were right and his staff just did a terrific job so we're very, very fortunate good. to have him mm-hmm. as our as our uh u.s senator
3: we we certainly
1: are Kathleen, just I genuinely appreciate you coming on the show and I just hope you and your family have a wonderful and Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: You too. Thank you. Have a great day.
1: You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. Alright, coming up we're going to be visiting with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo, former radio personality in Madison, Wisconsin. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for or of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
1: Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive advantage to command a premium price for your property. They personally attend all showings, create a marketing strategy for your property, and offer that complimentary concierge service to your potential buyer. This hands-on approach has helped them set several sales records in Pelican Bay and many at near-record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer-seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Macionis are passionate about the Naples lifestyle and they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Macionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. you have questions about your retirement? AmeriPrize Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of AmeriPrize Financial Services, LLC, can help.
0: back to the Bob
1: Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board, and I hope you'll check out the website, vfga.org Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seaton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now it's time to find out what's uh, new with Boo, Boo Mortensen, here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show.
2: Well, good morning, Bob, and Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, I know you love having family around. You got family there today?
2: Oh, yeah. And it's amazing how early little kids get up. <laughs> I mean, like, really early. <laughs> so your day starts uh, in a flash.
1: Yeah. And, and
2: uh, But that's all good. And, you know, everybody's going to end up back in Fort Lauderdale and, you know, it's a fun time of the year. The, Chris, the kids make it extra special and festive and fun, and so it's, it's all good stuff. But, boy, it's a lot of work. You right. know, and I say this every year. It's not like you don't know what to expect at Christmas, but holy Toledo, the shopping, the wrapping, the cooking, yeah, all the stuff.
1: But all it's certainly worth it. So, uh, well, congratulations to you, Boo. I, th- I think that's wonderful. So what's top of mind for you today?
2: Well, you know, as if we don't have enough stuff to worry about, you know, I always figured that every country, no matter how big the country was, that military power was a big part of of who these countries were, was a big part of their budget.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Well, did I find out that that was wrong? I got to show you, I, gotta, I had no idea that the U.S., you know, we were the dominant military force, certainly at NATO, if not the whole world. We account for 70% of NATO's defense budget. But the rest of these countries are pathetic. Yeah. Uh, For instance, like the British, they only have 150 tanks and only 12 long-range artillery pieces. Now, that doesn't seem like much. France, who is the biggest spender, has fewer than 90 artillery pieces, and that's equivalent to what Russia spends roughly every month on the ukraine yeah denmark has nothing yeah zero in germans boy you think the germans if ever a country was going to be armed would be germany they have enough ammunition for two days of battle
1: two days i know you know it's so interesting uh, that uh, one of the things that the, the members of nato commit to is providing two percent of their budget for uh military uh uh, power for, to be able to be prepared for uh, defending uh, NATO and NATO uh, allies. So this <laughs> just uh, so uh, there was a meeting of NATO, and uh, Angela Merkel was there, and and uh, apparently uh, President Donald Trump walked in late to the meeting, and she uh, accosted and uh, scolded him for showing up late, and he said, "Well, Angela, you're a deadbeat. You're not paying your fair share <laughs> to to the budget." <laughs> to the yeah. NATO budget, it, 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 this just amuses me. He just speaks so frankly. It's, and, and, uh, it, and you know what? Everybody started contributing their fair share after he uh, had some confrontations with some of the members. Well, it's
2: still not enough.
1: I know. Um,
2: but then you say, well, why are they in that bad shape? Or, But, you know, I think that a lot of these European countries are having, you know, economic growth is stagnant. You've got the aging population. You've got a lot of political opposition yeah. to big military spending. Yeah, And I think that they rely on America, the might of America, to come to the rescue. Should well, we be doing that?
1: Well, I don't think so. Uh, frankly, the purpose of NATO is uh, long worn off. We should be defending our own borders. We should be taking care of uh, the southern border. Uh, We should be, uh, you know, the Monroe Doctrine of taking care of both North and South uh, Southern Hemisphere for the Americas. I mean, I think that's appropriate. And where our strategic interests uh, require it, we should get involved in international affairs. But uh, I think we're far more overextended. You know, there was a a dust-up in Guyana. Apparently, uh, uh, Venezuela wanted to take over part of Guyana in South America because they had uh, great oil reserves, they discovered. And that whole dust up has been resolved. Uh, But the point being is that, you know, uh, Trump, or or rather Biden, said, you know what? Uh, We're 100% behind Guyana and we'll step in and help if need be. Now, where is he going to get there? If he's defending uh, Israel, he's defending, (laughs) he's providing funding for Ukraine, how the heck, where is he going to get the money to defend Guyana? I mean, it's just. So, why
2: would he even say that?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. He never, uh, you know, he just seems, you know, Robert Gates, <clears throat> our former uh, head of the CIA, and he also held a position in the in the uh, cabinet as well. He said that, uh, that and, uh, when it comes to foreign policy, Biden has been re- wrong on every single issue. Now, he said that, I think it was under uh, the uh, Obama administration, maybe it was the, no, I, I think it was the, uh, 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 Clinton ad- administration. But irrespective, I mean, I think Biden and, and his leadership, he's been wrong on almost every single issue when it comes to international affairs.
2: Well, isn't that uh, encouraging? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but to your point, and then, then of course, in Europe, you've got all of this woke stuff going on. they have got Clinton. Uh, concerns about cow flatulation you and methane gas you're oh, they're, they're just implementing all these things that are just tanking their economies like we're doing here so uh the prospects for europe are not good i have to agree with that i mean and then they have uh they're part of the european union they don't have really uh, uh representation they have taxation but uh, very little representation when it comes to their own government so I haven't. Well, read. and
2: it, you know, lately it hasn't been tested about whether or not if if NATO pulled their forces, yeah, uh, would they would they be technologically superior to Russia? I don't know. Yeah, you know, their ability to fight <coughs> jointly is untested.
1: Yeah. Well, I read. The thing I,
2: is, you know, what if Russia wins?
1: Yeah, Russia I mean, could win. Russia apparently, I I did read in the uh, some foreign. Uh, Paper that the Russia is now depleted 90% of their forces in the Ukraine effort. Like they started with about 350,000 uh, troops, and that, that's that been reduced substantially, along with a lot of uh, the, the supplies. So it's really hard to determine what's really going on and, and who's winning and who's losing. Uh, some people want to make it out as a stalemate, some want to say that uh, Ukraine is winning, uh, but there's some just dist- I think it was Kurdistan, I've forgotten exactly what publication this was, but said that Russia is on its heels when it comes to this war.
2: Yeah, but they're not giving up, you know, you don't see them, um, there's no retreating.
1: No. No, there's not, Boo. So, uh, to your point, though, I think you start out by saying you're just concerned about uh, Europe's ability to defend itself. You know, what's What's interesting is is, uh, Russia has an economy the size of Texas. So it's you know I've heard some people describe it as a gas uh, a country with a, that's the has a gasoline pump and it and that's about it there's not much more than oil that's going on in Russia when it comes to their economy. So they they're not they're not a, a great strength the real worry of course I think is uh, China.
2: China. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've got the people, they've got the might, they've got a flagging economy but you know, they I, somehow I always think the Chinese look at the long haul.
1: Yep, they do.
2: Not short term. You know, they've been around for thousands of years, <clears throat> as it is, and they're not, uh, not going to roll over now.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Well, so, Boo, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. I hope you and your family have a wonderful and relaxing, Christmas.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. Take relaxing out of it. Christmas oh. is not relaxing.
1: <laughs> okay, it's boo.
2: It's fun. It's vibrant. It's, it's uh, you know, it, when you have kids, it's, it's all of that high activity. And yeah. All the shrieking and laughter and excitement. So it's all good.
1: It's all good. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. And we us.
2: old people need that.
1: Yes, we do. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you.
2: And the same to you and Linda.
1: Thank you so much, Boo. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Bob show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experience. And you can find out more uh, by visiting the website. Get some tickets to some some great uh, performances coming up. Visit golfshoreplayhouse.org. golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us uh, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show.
3: Uh, my pleasure. Listen, I, I I'm glad with all the legislative theater you cover, and the and the democracy theater. It's good to actually have a real theater as a sponsor.
1: <laughs> no question about it. you know. See, I'm very proud of this. I was actually the uh, board chairman for Gulf Shore Playhouse from its inception for the first 15 years of ex- its ex- existence, and now in uh, next year opening a 44,000 square foot performing arts center in downtown Naples. So uh, uh, that's
3: that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ever told you this, Bob, but I was in five movies once upon a time. I so, didn't really? I Really? Appre- yeah, I really appreciate it. Well, I was,
1: I, you've never met me in person. I'm six. I worked out, and, uh, and I had little hair down at my
3: rear end, because I was a singer in a band.
1: Something just I happened with off, your sound, uh, Seton. There, so I started doing some
3: modeling, which uh, is hard, because all, the modeling world wants
1: tall women in short beds. Seaton, 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 um, uh, something, something's just happened with your sounds. Seaton, can you hear me? Seaton, can you hear me? Seaton, now uh, your sound is your sound has disappeared. Seaton, your your sound has disappeared or changed. I don't think Seaton can hear me, but uh, he's on Skype right now. And he he was just telling me off air that the that the buttons have changed around. of So I think I'm gonna have to I think I'm gonna have to bow out of the interview, but Seton, I thank I genuinely appreciate your your joining us here on the show. And uh, it's just disappointed that we can't continue the conversation because he's, he's written a great car, uh, uh, column that I, I'd like to discuss with him. But irrespective, I hope he has a great holiday and uh, Merry Christmas. So do you feel like you've been seeing a lot of Travis Kelsey lately? He's, of course, the uh, tight end for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Even when he's not playing football, well, he's got this relationship going with, uh, uh, <clears throat> with what's her name? What is her name? Anyhow. Uh, uh, you're not wrong. The Chiefs' tight ends and, and most famous boyfriend in the world has hawked products in more commercials during NFL games so far this season than any other celebrity, with 375 ads appearances, according to iSpot. Kelsey's teammate Patrick Mahomes was in second place with 341, followed by Kevin Miles. He's Jake from State Farm. He had 247 appearances. But those commercials are entertaining and pretty darn fun. But nevertheless, uh, what is her name? I forget uh, Taylor Swift is her name. The deals are locked in before he started dating Taylor Swift, and this is uh, uh Kelsey again, but uh, it, the advertisers ramped up kelsey 's exposure knowing they had marketing gold on their hands, especially she actually increased viewership for NFL games for the Chiefs uh, when she showed up by eight percent for all uh, if you can believe that. Well, uh, Tesla issued a recall for 2 million vehicles, mostly every single Tesla sold in the United States. The recall, which is really just a glorified software update, being pushed into in- to the vehicles, comes after the National Highway Traffic a- a Safety Administration wrapped up a two-year investigation into crashes involving companies' autopilot feature. The update will uh, add more warnings for drivers to pay attention when using the feature because even though it's called autopilot, Drivers must remain attentive to the road and keep their hands on the wheel when using it. I actually heard the story of one guy who was sitting in, their st- in his Tesla, sitting in the back seat while it was going 60 miles an hour down the highway. If you can believe that, so people are pretty much were abusing uh, what they believe to be autopilot. So this is now going to greatly restrict uh, that behavior and uh, put it more in line, so there'll be fewer accidents. How could, you, how could you ignore the road if you're sitting in an automobile going 90 miles an hour and you're the only operator? It makes no sense whatsoever. Well, in a rare appearance, former First Lady Melania Trump stressed the importance of guarding our freedom and the responsibilities that accompany Americans as citizenship, as she spoke Friday at the naturalization ceremony at the National Archives. She is born in Slovenia, Slovenia, I guess it's pronounced. Uh, she's the only first lady who's also a naturalized United States citizen. She recounted her path to citizenship beginning uh, with a worker visa upon arriving in New York City during her career as a model. How fortunate to be with the naturali- naturalizing individuals and their families as they re- recite the oath of allegiance to become Americans for our, for our great nation's founding document. she said. It's pretty impressive. Uh came over here. Uh, Came a world class uh, model and uh, really values her citizenship. She doesn't get in the uh, public eye too much, but I can imagine how thrilling it must have been for these people who are becoming naturalized citizens, uh, taking their oath of allegiance to the United States, and having the First Lady, Melania Trump, uh, conducting the ceremony. Pretty must have been very Im- Im- uh, impressive. <clears throat> Well, a Washington, D.C. jury on Friday ordered Rooly Giuliani to pay more than $148 million to ju- two Georgia election workers for the harm caused by defam- defamation uh, statements he made following the 2020 election. Uh, Giuliani had point G- Georgia election board investigating 17,000 missing ballots. So this information came out after the uh, j- jury made its judgment about how much money should be paid. Uh, The Georgia election was fixed And these two women had something to do with it The Georgia State Board of Elections Is investigating the bombshell discovery Of 17,000 missing ballots Images from the 2020 Presidential election in the state The investigation was launched after 2020 recount violations were exposed Uh, The Election Bureau was uh, Scheduled to cover the results of the investigation As it's meeting this week According to reporter Joe Hoft He's the head of uh, the uh, gateway pundit and uh, really great newsman. The investigation of the 2020 election has been labeled violations found on Friday. As the uh, State Board of Elections reported that this investigation has been re- re- reclassified as continued. So they're going to uh, continue the investigation. It's not over. And hopefully uh, Rudy Giuliani will appeal this uh, verdict and uh, somehow uh, get it overturned. He doesn't have $148 million. It's ridiculous. And by the way, the sun sent out a mo- monster solar flare of high-energy radiation that NASA captured on Thursday And what uh, NOAA, the space weather, said, uh, likely one of the largest such events ever recorded. These powerful bursts of energy can impact radio communications, electric power v- grids, n- navigation signals, and pose risks to sp- spacecraft and ast- astronauts. Per the NASA statement, radio frequency blackouts were reported across the United States after this one. Although rare, they uh, these large bursts of plasma from the sun, known as extreme coronal mass ejections, CMEs, could cause a months-long blackout on Earth, billions of dollars in damage and harm satellites. A Lancaster University study published Monday found that the solar storms can also cause errors on railways, Switching train signals from red to green in, in the worst-case scenario. So these are big problems. And uh, needless to say, we're concerned about climate change. Uh, we have other issues that we need to be concerned about. I, to me, climate change, this whole thing is a whole uh, a Tower of Babel thing, if you're familiar with the uh, Bible. And uh, it's just ridiculous. So we should discontinue those efforts. All right, coming up, I'm going to visit with my wife, Linda. We'll find out what's on her mind. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
1: You have questions about your retirement?
0: To the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Tim Garrett. He's the candidate for Collier County Supervisor of Elections. He's a 33 year resident of Collier County, a military veteran. A retired sheriff's officer and a graduate of the FBI National Academy. He stands for Safe, Secure, Ethical Elections in Kaya County. Vote for Tim Garrett and check out his website at votefortimgarrett.com Paid for by Tim Garrett, Republican for Kaya County, Supervisor of Elections. We have with us Linda Harden. She is my wife. She's also extremely well-informed of what's happening here on the Paradise Coast and around the globe. Linda, thank you so much for joining us.
4: Time to turn the heat on
1: oh yeah it's getting it's cold out there (laughs) i've got a golf match this morning (laughs) i'm having second thoughts about but going over there to play golf and i think i will okay good so uh what's on your mind today you
4: know what wasn't it great listening to tucker at that turning point usa uh, extravaganza last night i mean it it was
1: fantastic aside from the fact that I like I love Steve Bannon, but my goodness, he was shouting, screaming, getting all excited. Not his,
4: not his strong suit. Not,
1: not his forum. He should be uh, behind a microphone in his own studio. But the point being, Tucker Carlson gave a fantastic speech, and what I appreciated about it is he just—it was his own like personal testimony, if you will. basically saying, if you want to have an impact, if you want your life to be better, if you want to be have some develop your own personal power. Be honest, speak truthfully, and he says if more of us did that, we would experience more of our own power, and we would have an impact on the world.
4: By the way, it wasn't it wasn't just he didn't mention this particular thing in his speech, but afterwards on this Tim Pool show, he was saying that um, Liz Cheney and I won't I won't use the term that he <laughs> used to describe her, but he said if if she would just come clean about what really happened in Iraq, and not keep hold, you know, holding on to it. Her life would be much better. Her husband would love her again, and
1: and I mean, it was just, it was just so funny. By the way, um, Tucker, by the way, he he is so entertaining. I mean, he is just a great speaker, and he speaks for off the. He doesn't have a written uh, speech. He doesn't uh, follow a script. He just speaks, and and he is so good.
4: Well, and when one question came up, is that will you would you be Trump's vice president? And he says, "I don't, I don't know how to do that." He yeah. was very honest. He says, "I don't, I don't know. I'm a talk show host. Yeah, I'm, I'm a talk show host." But um, getting back to this Tim Pool show afterwards, he was just dropping truth bombs all over the place, and one of which was something that I picked up on immediately into the Ron DeSantis campaign. Immediately, and I mentioned it on your show, was that wait a minute, Ron DeSantis is running for for president of the United States. Somebody interviewed him and said um, Ukraine was a bad idea, and uh, and it was just it was a, a, a border skirmish and whatever. Within 24 hours, he changed. His he flipped flopped on it, and now, according to Tucker, we know why. And one of his donors, big donors, mega donors, Ken Griffin, told him to change his mind, and he did it. And they did a whole segment on this Tim Pool show about. Who's running Desantis's campaign? It's a train wreck. Yeah. And why does he continue to take feedback and, and do what these people say? I, th- that segment on that Tim Pool show was profound. I listened to it again this morning, and they're absolutely right. They're absolutely right. Yeah. If, if Ron DeSantis is such a rock star, why is he taking advice
1: from these people who know nothing? Well, you can take a look at any of the candidates. So that, for example, Nikki Haley, uh, you know, she's being funded by Boeing and uh, these uh, big uh, military complex companies. And uh, as a consequence, it affects her point of view and what she supports. In my mind, uh, DeSantis should basically say, look, I'm willing to take your money, but it, it will not affect the positions that I take as a candidate. Then,
4: you know, then their money will be gone.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that uh, Donald Trump is so powerful and so influential is – uh, he doesn't take money from special interests. He takes uh, his contributions are all coming from the public. The, the consequence of that is that uh, he is he uh, owes no one. He is uh, supporting the American people. He wants to make America great again.
4: What about what about Tucker? what he said about um, Mike Turner and Mike, who's the other one? Um, uh, Mike Turner, who's at, uh head of the intelligence in in, in Congress, and he's beholden to Lockheed, Boeing and yeah. one other military industrial complex which is which is making him do all the nefarious things that he's doing in congress.
1: Absolutely. You know, a uh, uh, retired congressman Kurt Claussen actually, he was a, our retired congressman said, "You know, Bob, uh, after his experience in congress, he said, "We have the best government that money can buy." And what he meant by that is that there's so much money from K Street influencing the positions that people are taking on these various issues. It's just refreshing to have a Donald Trump who was basically saying those special interests are not as important as what's important to the American people. We want to make America great again.
4: Um, So speaking of people taking money or doing various things on Capitol Hill, do you remember the congressman named Madison Cawthorn?
1: Of course. Okay, so he's Ma- in a wheelchair. In fact, we met him personally at an event.
4: Right, and so he was forced out of Congress by Tom Tillis and one other
1: person. Yeah. Well, he was he was voted out of Congress actually by his uh, by his constituents.
4: Well, he was he was de- demonized. Yes. By Tom Tillis and another member of Congress. Right. So much so that the, his constituents said, "Who have we put into this?" Um, the seat in Congress, Madison Cawthorn was blowing the whistle on all sorts of horrible acts that were at, that were going on on Capitol Hill, and he, they were saying, "Oh, he's lying, he's lying, he's just an awful person to making this stuff up about what's going on in Congress." Oh my goodness! What happened this weekend was this. X-rated, triple X-rated video that came out of, I'm not even going to describe it on your show, but it was just awful, and it was Senator Ben Cardin's um, staffer
1: Well, Uh, and and the point is that that this is not just one example of apparently many that were occurring up on Capitol Hill. So uh, Madison Cawthorn, he was exposing this. The consequences, he lost his job because uh, people used their influence with his electorate in order to to make sure he wasn't elected again. But he was right. He was
4: right. And and who is that guy who was just uh, kicked out of Congress for doing his Uh, own? Yeah, Santos. Santos. And he's saying... Madison Cawthorn was right, mm-hmm. so what do we know what What else do we not know about the people that have been voted
1: into Congress? well t- t- Tucker Carlson said the American people are good people, but they managed to elect the worst people in the populace <laughs> to t- to represent them in in Congress, and there's a degree of truth in that i mean i I think that Byron Donalds is a great man. I'm just so pleased that he's our congressman, but for the most part, a lot of the people up there are. Uh, replicates replicants of uh the DeS- of santos he's uh he's a, a uh, habitual liar he's a con man and uh he sh- i hope i look i hope he's apparently he's working out some sort of a plea, plea deal but he should serve time in jail i
4: i he was never convicted of anything and you when with with all the people that are on capitol hill that have done bad stuff yeah. i don't care what he did he should have been given a fair day in court right to, i mean he, he should have been by the way i don't know if you heard it or if you were napping at the time but um or if i if i saw it on on my ipad and and didn't share this with you but that uh congressman tim Burchette,
1: Yeah. Okay. From Tennessee,
4: they're trying to force him out. Oh, we saw that because we saw that on Tucker Carlson about that. Um, uh, the UFOs, UFOs, and they're trying to force him out because he's trying to look into it. That that episode of Tucker Carlson was so fascinating. Why is the United States government trying to hide this UFO stuff?
1: Yeah. Why
4: are they paying millions of dollars to hide it?
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. Tucker Carlson says, you know, we see the news and we pay attention to what's going on, but actually, those are just shiny objects that are hiding the real news. For example, this UFO thing. So, I, you I know, mean, can
4: can Robert? Can you even imagine why the United States government is hiding? No. And and oh, by the way, something that I saw on on uh, Telegram last night—it was Telegram or Twitter—was that uh, Cash Patel, one of Trump's author
1: vote, of uh, government gangsters.
4: He said. He said that the the wars, what's really going on, is going on in space and underwater. He says if you knew what was going on right now, don't look at the shiny objects that are on, on, you mm. know, plain Earth. There, there is a lot going on, and I'm just going. Wait, what? Why didn't we? What? Exp- you know, we got to elaborate his, on
1: Expand this conversation next Tuesday again, Linda Hart. I just genuinely appreciate your commentary on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here of today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. If you enjoyed it, uh, so first of all, thank you so much for listening and being a patron of the show, but also spread the word to your friends. Let them know that uh, you enjoy the Bob Harden show. It means a lot to our advertisers. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste.